Hey everyone, this is your host Josh Baker with the Intelligent Conversations podcast where we believe everyone has a form of intelligence that resides within them. Our goal is to encourage these type of conversations for our audience to listen to. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today I have the honor to speak with Donna Tashjian. Donna is a life coach at her business, Vibrant Living International, and has been been at it for 25 plus years. Donna also has extensive experience in the real estate industry and has done quite a bit there as well. Her life motto is to turn baggage into luggage and live the life of our dreams. So Donna, thank you for joining me today. I look forward to learning more about you, and I think the audience can say the same thing. So I usually like to ask this icebreaker question to really help people introduce yourself. And I, I want to ask you this, what kind of motivated you to get into like life coaching? What kind of got it all started at the beginning? Well, uh, some form of coaching is something that I've been doing for over 20 years. It was something that just naturally occurred. And back in the beginning, we would have called it mentoring, not mm-hmm. necessarily coaching. Um, but I was always the, always the person people were coming to with their problems and I was really good at helping them through it. So about 10 years ago, I had one of those moments, what do I want to do? What do I really love now that I'm all grown up in quotation marks? Um, and so I went back to school to learn how to do what I was naturally gifted at to a much higher level. And so that's how Vibrant Living was born. That's so cool. I thank you for that explanation that that really helps us understand uh, what what that's like. So kind of for my listeners, what what does a life coach kind of do? I mean, you kind of touched on a little, you help solve problems, you help people work through problems. What is it that you like kind of primarily focus on is, I guess, a good question to ask. My, my passion is to helping people rise above the pain and disappointment that life brings. That can get us really stuck. Um, Mm -hmm. How many of you listening have had a major disappointment in the last two years? Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is yes. All of us have had something that we didn't think it went the way we thought it should. And especially the last two years, which we have never imagined that this, this kind of thing we would be living through. So I love to help people get over, get through, it's more a better word, the disappointments and the pain that happens. I help people in all kinds of even trauma, traumatic, abusive situations. So it can be big pain. It can be little. And, you know, that's relative. My pain seems big. Yours might seem little to me, but it isn't to you. And so mm-hmm. that's all relative in the way that uh, we approach things. So that's my passion. What does a life coach do is a great question. A life coach helps you see things that you didn't see before, changing your perspective and giving you more choices. A life coach doesn't tell you what to do. It helps you find what you want to do. And they see, uh, we all have things that are sabotaging us, things that we do. And it's like, I want to work out and I'm not, for example. And I don't know why. I want to quit eating ice cream. That's mine. I love ice cream. And I keep eating it. So why am I eating it? And so it's to get curious of what, the behavior is because we truly are doing what feels safe to us, 
um, mm-hmm. or what we really want to do, but why are we saying we want this and we're not doing it? So helping us to uncover those hidden pitfalls, the self-sabotage, the way we don't do what we say we want to do so that we can actually create the life we love. Um, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I'm a cheerleader. I help you celebrate yourself. We don't do that enough. Um, and being able to be there to help you through the things that are happening in your life. I, I couldn't agree more. I think I, I've uh, had a couple life coaches on before. And I, I think something I've seen, and especially on social media, your common theme with some of these life coaches are, like you said at the beginning, they kind of tell you what to do. Like, hey, do this, do this, do that. But I actually like that you say, hey, I'm just your cheerleader. I'm going to try and like give you suggestions on how you can improve and how you can move forward. But ultimately, it's your life. It's not my life, right? Everyone has different approach to how their their life is going to turn out. And also, I, I, I had the, I mean, when you talked about the struggles, everyone goes through different pains. And I'm like, that right there, I think, is so misunderstood. Everyone in their like tiny world. And then all of a sudden, right? As life goes on, they're like, oh, that wasn't that big of a deal as time goes on. This is a huge deal. Everyone has pains as time goes on. And that honestly helps us become better in my opinion. But I want to, I want to ask you this. What's, I mean, being a cheerleader and all that, I, and you mentioned like self-sabotage. I think that has a lot to do with confidence. And for my audience, I know a lot of them are, you know, entering the stage of life. And something I've noticed is a lot of them tend to not have confidence and what would be your strategy to kind of help them you know improve their confidence and have confidence going forward so they can have a successful career family or whatever success looks like to them i want to touch on one thing you said before and then i'll answer that question awesome. is you mentioned about people telling us what to do i don't know about you but aren't we all tired of everybody telling us what we should do You know, it's like, you know, you want to do, you want to be an artist. Well, you can't make any money at that. What do you think you are? You know, whatever. And all the people that tell us that we can't do what's really in our heart. And so I help you find the tools and the resources to do that because we don't need anybody else telling us what we should Mm -hmm. do, but helping you to do what you actually love is what I specialize in as well as getting over the pain that we were talking about. But confidence, confidence is the number one thing that my clients say to me that they need. And it is, and and you hit the nail on the head when you said that. It's like, it's the number one thing, but there is something mysterious about confidence. This is something that you listeners may want to write down because we forget this. Confidence is a capability that you build over time not something you're going to magically feel. Ooh, that's a good. <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to think about that for a minute. So we're starting to play the guitar and we feel insecure. And we try a couple times and people go, oh man, you know, or whatever. We want to be magnificent at it the very first time mm-hmm. we try. But we didn't even learn to walk that way. Or ride a bike that way. We fell down. We bumped our knees. We bumped our heads. We got boo-boos and they hurt. And so understanding that confidence is something that you build as you grow in the field of whatever it is you're wanting to learn. It is not something you magically will feel. 
because every single one of us feels self-doubt. Even the super, I don't care what athlete, what actress, what musician that is successful in your eyes, they still have self-doubt. It isn't something that ever really completely goes away. And if we're waiting for that to go away, we will hide in a hole and never do anything. Mm -hmm. And so learning that instead of fighting the fear, know that that's what makes you alive is you're learning to do something new and grow and be better and improve. And that that is, and then eventually you will feel confident. Now I have my own podcast. I know you do because I'm on it. But when we first started, we were not confident. Nope, not at all. <laughs> and we were like figuring it out. Exactly. And we still have moments where like, I'm still figuring this out. And so if you can embrace that, that everybody that you're looking at is also dealing with the same thing and that Eventually, we do get good at things and learn how to feel confident in it. But if we're continuing to learn and stretch and grow, we're still going to have that feeling, if you will. What's your thoughts about that? I I couldn't agree more. I, I think one of the most important things is to recognize that you have to have patience. You have to be able to be patient with yourself is the number one thing. I think oftentimes we're really good at being patient with others, I would say for the most part, I mean, we still have our problems, but I would say for the most part, we're really good at being patient with patient with others. I mean, I look at my parents and I'm like, as I was growing up, I was like, man, they had to be really patient with a kid like me. Like they had to be so patient, but I'm like, but oftentimes we often find ourselves being so impatient with ourselves. We're like, Oh, why can't I do this now? Now, now. And I, I want to also touch on that self-doubt. I, I think that as much as we hate it, we almost need it because that pushes us to actually be better at something because if we, I don't know, that's maybe just how my mind works. It's like when I start thinking I can't do something, it's like, maybe I let, like, let's see if we can, like, let's just try it. Let's see what happens. And if you fail, well, maybe we should try something else or go a different route or go again, keep going at it, practice. I mean, in the examples you gave, like a guitar, things like that's just sheer practice. You got to practice repetitively and become better. But even then, maybe it's how you practice or maybe it's uh, when you practice. Getting help. Exactly, getting help. help. Instead of playing guitar by yourself, get a teacher or get in in my essence is get a coach. Um, The first time I started speaking much more um, professionally would be a better word. I got a coach. It's like, how do I do this better? We can wing it on our own and we can finally maybe figure it out, but why not learn from people who's already gone the path ahead of us and know how to short circuit the learning curve to be able to do things well. The other thing that really hits, I'm guessing approximately what your age is, but we get to different stages in our life and we say things like, I thought I would be further along than this. Yes. <laughs> I thought I would be somewhere that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And that can really sabotage us too. It's another form of disappointment is having those high expectations that aren't even sometimes reasonable of where we should be Instead of, and that makes us miss the joy of the journey. 
mm-hmm. because there is so much joy of being present every day than going, well, I should be here and I'm not. What's wrong with me? And we step into that and there is nothing that is productive about self-judgment and self-doubt that when we stay there. Yes, I, I agree 100% that I think that that's something uh, I, I I like that you uh, mentioned that because that's something I constantly say to myself. It's like, oh, you missed your goal by this mark. But this is this goal setting strategy that I kind of have taken the approach of. I, I do actually set those expectations really high. But in the back of my mind, because I'm I'm I know I'm motivated by like when I say to myself, I can't do this. I'm like, oh, watch me. Like, let's see if you can do it. <laughs> and uh, so what I'll do is I'll push myself to those boundaries. And nine, I would say 90 percent of the time I don't hit those marks. But then when I start looking back and the process that it took to get there, I was like, this is so enjoyable. Like, I, are you kidding me? Like, I got from this point to this point in a year. Like, this is incredible. And it, it, it almost really helps for me to like to look back and then be like, man, you really, I mean, through all that struggle, you got to this point. Sure, you didn't hit this mark, but setting it so high, you got way farther farther than if you were just to set a goal. And I think it just creates more disappointment for myself if I don't get it and I set something that I know I can get. It's like, if you don't hit that mark, it's so much more disappointing to me. So I almost, I almost like to set it high. And uh, I, I have a question for you. What, what would be your kind of goal setting strategy? What's your process of like setting goals for you and for others as you're coaching them? One of my coaches said to me, um, well, I was in a group, it was a group setting, but how, what is your annual income or monthly income? Let's say you wanted to make mm-hmm. in your coaching business and stuff. And so we all wrote down a number and they said, now add a zero to it. And, wow. and we're like, tilt, you know, it's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, I can't think that big. And so I'm always, I'm with you. Um, it doesn't work for everybody, but visionary people in general, people that feel that visionary to pull to do more, um, setting a high bar makes us grow and challenge us in ways that setting a lower bar wouldn't. On the other hand, there are people that are not um, so visionary. There's different ways people think. And sometimes that is totally defeating. So you have to do what works for you. I was telling my husband, my first, I was reviewing my first quarter, you know, of the year and Mm -hmm. what, what occurred and what, what were my goals? And I said, I didn't hit my goal, but man, I came close, you know, and it's just continuing to, um, stretch and grow and use that part is that's exciting to me. That is encouraging to me. Um, it just depends on what works for each person listening. Um, but writing it down and looking at yes. it regularly is proven everybody, you know, if you've done any research and goal setting and achieving is, is way, even if you wrote it down and never looked at it, you are more likely to hit that goal than you are. If, and it, it doesn't have to be, I talked about money, but it can be, I want better relationships. I want to be healthier. Mm-hmm. I want to, um, have a better marriage. I'm going to spend more. I want more better time with my kids, whatever it is. Um, it can be anything, but knowing that that's important to you and that's where you're going to put your focus, you will much be more likely to get there. Yes. I, again, I, I feel like we're really just hitting the same 
type of brain frequency here or something like that because i i i couldn't agree more i think writing it down yes is important i i mean i do it too right like even though i set those high expectations i write it down i look at it every day because the science is just there that proves that if yes. you do it you will get it type of thing yes. but I, I like that you said that when it comes to goal setting that it depends on the person right I think everyone's got, you know, so to speak, their weaknesses. Like some people struggle with procrastinating. Some people struggle with, oh, if I, they, like if they, they go into like over planning type of mode, like they'll plan all these steps. Like this is what my day is going to look like. And that's just not realistic type of thing. And I think if you become really aware of like who you are and like become, have that sense of like self-awareness, then you really like can know your goal setting strategy. And you also have to be willing to tweak the process <laughs> as time goes on, because if you can't, if you're not able to do that, then honestly, there's, there's no growth in how you're in your process of growing. If that makes sense. I know that was a little play on words there, but I, I want to ask you, uh, I mentioned uh, self-awareness. What's kind of your thoughts on that? Any comments, any thing like that. When you think of self-awareness, what do you mean? I I think of self-awareness more of like knowing yourself. Like I would say understanding like where your weak points are. I think that's number one. And I think we're actually pretty good at that. We know our weak points, but also understanding your strengths, knowing, Hey, I'm really good at this. Like I, I have this, this, and this going for me. And I don't have this, this, and this going for me. And then understanding how you can use it maybe for your benefit or to progress as a better person, improve those flaws. All right. I have a little bit different spin on, on that, but that helps me understand your framework of where you're coming from. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I have, I've lived a few more years than you. (laughs) And one of the things that I have learned is one of the most surprising and and fun thing of the journey of life is discovering that you're capable of more than you think you are. So when I was your age, I would have never thought I would have been capable of doing what I'm doing today. I didn't think I had the capacity to touch people internationally as Vibrant Living International is doing. I just didn't think it was possible. Now, when I was your age, it was probably pre-internet. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm dating myself just a little bit, but that really hasn't been that long ago. That the internet was became uh, who would thought that we would be zooming around the world. I know. (laughs) Um, And so, one of the biggest things is one of one of my mentors said to me, Donna, you're I've got a present for you, and the present is you. And as you learn to unwrap who you really are, that's going to be the biggest gift you ever get in your life. And so, self awareness is true, but it's a journey. Because what you think you're not capable of today may surprise you of what you are capable in 10 years. Um, And so learning that not to use the what I'm not good at as a limiting thing, um, which it can be. I'm not who's, you know, my math teacher told me I was never would be good at math or my you know, writing teacher, you know, Mm -hmm. in school said that you're, you know, your writing is awful. Well, I got told that and now I'm an author. There you go. 
<laughs> and so, but it was one of the things that I believed about myself for a long time is, is that I couldn't do it. And so what I would have thought when I was younger was my limitations is no longer my limitations. So I think we're capable of much more than we give ourselves credit for. So self-awareness is, to me, is keeping that big picture that just because I don't think I'm good at it doesn't mean it'll always be the case. So it's beginning to, if I could do anything I wanted to do, and I didn't think there was any limitations, what would I do today? Huh. And then whatever that thought comes, so in the book, if I truly believed I was an author, what would choices would I make today that could, that would be in alignment with a person who believes she's an author? Well, I'd be writing. So I'm going to write something down. We'll see what happens. And so you see what I mean? It's like you Mm -hmm. begin to make choices over of what the life you would want to be, as opposed to doing the planning thing. And I'm a planner and I can organize and plan things and I get nothing done all day long because I've organized and planned all day long. So I'm with you on that. But the planner would be, I'm going to take another writing course. I'm going to do something else rather than actually just beginning to write. Do you see the difference? Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I, I agree. I, I like that point of view. It kind of reminded me. So most people, I don't know if I've shared this on this podcast, but yet, but one thing that people don't really know about me is I've actually, when I was younger, I, I was terrified to speak in front of people, like just terrified. Like I would literally just break down crying. I just could not do it. And then finally, I mean, I don't remember when it was, is like when I was like 13 or 14, I was like, yeah, this is kind of ridiculous. Not going to lie. Like, why, why are you like, crying when it's just public speaking like this this isn't really that bad and so I started uh, really small I was just like you know what let's just raise our hand one day at a time in school just answer one question and I would raise my hand and answer a question or I would volunteer to do something I would volunteer hey can you uh present I would be the one to volunteer type thing I would put myself in those situations and now I'm like I honestly, if you were to ask me a couple of years ago, that I'd be hosting a podcast. It's like, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. That's terrifying. That's, what would I, what, what is that? What would I talk <laughs> about for that long? <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like, what do I talk about? Like, oh my gosh, like do presentation skills, community, like you just start like really just yep. panicking and I would, yeah. And spiraling. <laughs> I, oh yeah. I just could not do it at all, but it was just over that time. and even when I started the podcast, I was really nervous. And I mean, I still get the nerves all the time, but the funny thing is, is like, as time progresses, it's kind of like that confidence you were mentioning at the beginning. Yeah. I think like it just slowly just kind of diminishes. It's just kind of goes away. It's like, yes, I'm still nervous. Each podcast, I'm like, Oh, we got to get this one. Right. We got to, you know, we can prove on this and this and this. But I, I got a chance to like listen to some of my older episodes and I was like, cause I'm approaching about a year now and I'm like, man, you really have gotten a lot better. <laughs> like you've, you've, you're more structured, you're more uh, engaging with your audience. Like at first it was just me asking questions and just sitting there like, all right, mm-hmm. what do you got for me type of thing? <laughs> and <laughs> kind of depending on the guest to kind of carry the, 
show. But I'm like, now I can actually have what the show was meant to be. It's like, let's have a conversation and let's hear what you have to say. Let's hear what I have to say. And we can benefit from that. So uh, you mentioned a couple of times I've, I'm interested about that. You've mentioned quite a few mentors. I, I want to know what, how do you kind of like reach out to people like that? How do you get in contact? I mean, granted we have the internet, so a Google search is always the best way, but yeah. what's kind of the, what would you say it's, is a way to get in contact with those people? I've had, I've had a lot of different people that have influenced my life in different ways. And it, um, up, up until 10 years ago, I never paid for a coach. Um, but I have had coaches steadily since that time, um, different ones for different situations and to learn different things. Like I said, I had a speaking coach, you know, it's, and that was for a period of time. Now she watches my online videos and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, gives me free critiques, if you will. Like one of my things is I still say I'm gonna, and she says, it's going to, (laughs) (laughs) and so you know, just, just little things like that. But the first thing is be just beginning to look It's what do you need support in and beginning to look is who could be that person. Now with the internet, it can be people who are touching your lives that have no idea that mm-hmm. they're touching your lives. And those are good to a degree, but there is nothing like that person who looks you in the eye and goes, um, what's up with that? <laughs> you know, and they really ask the per because then it's a dialogue, not just a monologue that you're listening to that person teach on finances or how to play a guitar or mm-hmm. whatever it is that you want to imp- how to do a podcast, right. you know, um, that I had also a podcast coach on how to get a podcast started. I hired her and how to launch a podcast and how to do it successful. Um, Those kind of things. I'm going on almost three years with my podcast. So um, it's just, what are you wanting in your life? My specialty is helping you overcome adversities as well as living the life you dream. Those are my two specialties. So what is it that the person that you need for your life is and begin to look for that person. There is something about the looking. It's the old saying is when the student's ready, the teacher appears, you Mm -hmm. begin to look and the answers will arrive. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more with that last part. You have to almost have that humility to be like, Hey, maybe I can't do it all on my own. As much as sometimes we don't want to hurt our ego. Sometimes we have to be like, Hey, we can also learn from this person as well. This person also has something intelligent to say. And on that note, I I want to kind of drop the intelligent question of the day. And of course, you're going to give an intelligent answer. But for a lot of kids, especially in this age range that I mentioned at the beginning, they, I feel like they have a really, really hard time identifying what it is they really want, right? Like they kind of have a general idea of what their passion is or like, But at the same time, once they start, like, especially if they go like into college and start studying, they realize, oh, wait, maybe I don't like this. And they kind of get discouraged. So how would you help young people identify what it is they really want? I think the one one of the main things that hinders us from is the amount of intense pressure that is put on today to know what you want to do at 18. 
Hmm. It's like, I'm supposed to know when I at 17 or 18, a junior, you know, in, in mm-hmm. high school, I'm supposed to know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I can't even figure out how to get up in the morning, <laughs> you know, or whatever. It's like, and w- it is intense. It the pressure is much more intense today, in my opinion, than it's ever been to before to, to know what you want to do. Um, remember life is a journey. If you've ever taken a road trip, you always get surprises. Mm-hmm. Things occur, you run into things that you didn't expect, sometimes good, sometimes not. And life is like that. And so first step is to release all that pressure that I got to get it right, that I have to know exactly what I want to do right now, because what you want to do in your 20s may not equal what you want to do in your 30s. I'm just using decades because it's easy to mark. And then what you want to do in your 40s may be different. I launched Vibrant Living right before I turned 50. And I am doing the the best thing that I have ever done. I mean, as far as the sweet spot of my life. But my first years were raising a family and doing much other different things that led up to me being so good at what I'm doing today. So nothing is wasted. If you have a degree and you're like, I don't want to do that. Just remember, somewhere you're going to use that knowledge. Somewhere that will be applied. So looking at it instead of going, I wasted it, switch your perspective and say, nothing is wasted. Somewhere I'm going to use that. What do I want to do now? Do you see how that moved me forward much quicker than I spend all the time going? I just spent da 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 money on an education and I can't stand this. I don't want to be an accountant. I hate to be numb. I hate by myself, whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to be with people. And so learning that somewhere that will come into place. So release the judgment against yourself that you're learning what you want to do as you grow up. And that you also release the limitations that, because we all have them. Somebody said you can't do that or you shouldn't do that. And, or maybe we did it to ourselves, mm-hmm. but releasing the limitations. And just because I'm, I want to be, if I were to use my, my own life, I want to be an international speaker and coach. And I would have thought about that in my twenties or thirties or even forties. I would have said I couldn't do it. Okay. And here I am doing it. So remember life is a journey. And that you don't have to put the pressure. The pressure is what gets us. Thank you. That everyone that's listening right now, that is the intelligent answer of the day. That was that was phenomenal. I, I couldn't agree more. I think there is a lot of pressure for especially our age group to mm-hmm. kind of make those decisions. And I remember, especially when you said, Yeah, they should know what they want to do by the time they're 17. I'm like, I remember when I was even in middle school, they're like, all right, so what are you, what classes are you going to take towards your, I'm like, are we seriously already playing this? I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make a friends here. Like I'm not even, not even worried about this thing that's happening eight years down the road. Yes. Is it in my mind? Sure. But, and funny thing is, is I ended up taking a path that's less traveled. I was like, you know what, let's just go straight into entrepreneurship. You've enjoyed it. I've done it since I've a kid. I was a kid. Like I've done lemonade stands. I've done candy stands. I've, it's just something I've grown up doing my whole life. I'm like, what's the difference, right? Like I've always done it. So why not just keep doing it now? It's just, just bigger decisions, bigger uh, numbers yeah. for sure. <laughs> and things like that. So entrepreneurship is wonderful. You can make your, your earning potential is unlimited. It 
you know. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been an entrepreneur for, what is it, 25 years now, something like that. So yeah, it's, um, it is an, it is a fun, a fun journey to be able to do that. But just coming from the, instead of it can't happen, well, how could it? What if it could happen? Yeah. Is a great um, thought that I'm sure you thought. <laughs> yes, it's it's always a thrilling thought, I would say. But uh, I hate I hate to wrap this up. This has been a phenomenal <laughs> discussion we've been having here. But for any, I know you mentioned you had a podcast. You've had you know uh, Vibrant Living International, mm-hmm. all those things that you've been doing. What's the best way people can reach out to you if they want to do business with you, or if they just want to connect with you? What's the best way that they can do that? Get a hold of you. The easiest way is on my website and the website address is the letter I vibrantliving.com. Um, all the links to my social media are on there. I have a free book on the homepage. Um, and it, you can also do the contact me button there as well. And um, if there's any way that I can support you, if I'm not the right coach, helping you find the right resources would be a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. For those of you that that sounds interesting to you. You've liked today's discussion. I would challenge you guys to reach out to Donna there and hear what she has to say. And she can help you live that life that you guys want. So Donna, thank you. Thank you for coming on. I've had an absolute blast doing this today. So just thank you for coming on. <laughs> My pleasure. So everyone, that is Donna Tashchin. As you can tell, she is a very intelligent person, has great things to say. And I would challenge you guys again, she left that contact info for you to go and reach out to her if you guys want to change your life around and live the life that you guys want. Stay tuned till next week. We have a great guest for you guys lined up for that week. Stay tuned. See you guys next week. And let's get after it. Hey everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentconvos.com and fill out the form there. Thank you guys again, and let's get after it.